I thank the choir for that anthem because it is indeed what we are called to do, to come together and praise the Lord. I know that several of the adult Sunday school classes have been studying the Psalms, and this is what it calls us to do. So I'm glad you're here this morning to praise the Lord. You heard Matt read the account from Luke, the calling of Simon as a disciple. However, this scripture text today is much more than a story about a crowd of people, a catch of fish, and the call of Jesus' disciples. It is about you and me and how we respond when we encounter Jesus. God's word is always about application to his people. And Jesus' message is always directed to the individual. Therefore, each person is accountable for his or her response when Jesus is encountered. Today, we will learn about Simon's response to Jesus. Now, this passage from Luke is probably as familiar to you as it was to me. But this time, I encountered Jesus in a new and challenging way. And I hope you will too. In the account of Luke 5, we see Jesus at the Lake of Gennesaret, also known as the Sea of Galilee. The people were anxious to hear Jesus' message, and they continued to crowd around him and pushing him closer and closer to the edge of the lake. So Jesus sought a better venue from which to give his message. And seeing the two boats at the water's edge, he got into the one belonging to Simon and told him to put out a short distance from the shore. There he took the seated position of teacher. Now it might seem a small thing at first, but Simon was not in the crowd listening to Jesus. Instead, he was busily washing his fishing nets for the next night's fishing. You might say he was multitasking cleaning his nets, and listening on the side to Jesus. It probably wasn't the most convenient time for Jesus to ask him to get in the boat with him and move out from the shore. Simon had encountered Jesus before, so he didn't hesitate to obey. He got into the boat with Jesus, and before the day was over, he would have listened intently for a number of hours to Jesus. As we read God's word and meditate on it, we too learn more about who he is. Like Simon, the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we experience in our lives the reality of who he is and who he calls us to be. Simon, along with the people on the shore, listened for quite some time. And when Jesus finished teaching, he gave specific instructions to Simon. Simon, put out into the deep water and let the nets down for a catch. Now, O.L. probably knows this as a fisherman, and Simon, by trade, knew that the middle of the day was not the best time to fish for those fish were going to be deep in the sea, and those nets were not going to catch much. 
He tried to make a case for not complying by telling Jesus they had fished all night and caught nothing. Jesus already knew that. Have you, like me, tried telling Jesus why you didn't want to be obedient? Yet in faithful obedience, Simon complied. Simon's act of obedience was rewarded with a miraculous catch. So how has Jesus rewarded you for your faithful obedience? The result of experiencing this miracle of Jesus was not only an astonishment to the fishermen, but it caused Simon to realize his sinfulness in the presence of the divine. He fell before Jesus and said, Go away from me, O Lord, I am a sinful man. Simon felt he as a sinner was unworthy to be in the presence of Jesus whom he now called Lord instead of Master. <clears throat> he said, go away from me, Lord. Like Simon, you and I as Christians are sinners, but through the death and resurrection of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. But Jesus will always confront his people with their sin. And we must acknowledge that sin before him. Jesus knew the heart of Simon and his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and he knew they were afraid. They had just experienced a miracle. Jesus told them not to be afraid and asked them, to follow him and told them that from now on you will fish for people. It would, however, require these men to follow in faith. These three lowly fishermen pulled their boats onto the shore, left everything, and followed Jesus. Their encounter with Jesus resulted in their lives being changed. Simon had heard Jesus teach, obeyed him, experienced his power through a miracle, and left all to follow him. How have your encounters with Jesus changed your life? We will encounter Jesus, you know, not just once, but often, if we pay attention. When we encounter Jesus' call to faith and accept his invitation, he doesn't go away and leave us on our own. We encounter him daily as he speaks to us through his word and as we talk with him in prayer and praise. He puts opportunity before us to be his hands, feet, and mouth. He calls us together and worship in his sanctuary. When we sing, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, we are indeed acknowledging the opportunity of encountering him. I'm reminded of a story of the cobbler. I'm sure you have heard it at some point. The cobbler dreamed one evening that Jesus would come to visit him the next day. It was so real, he was convinced it would happen. 
He waited expectantly for Jesus. But the hours passed and Jesus didn't come. He did have several guests that day. There was the old man who came inside to warm himself and noticing the holes in his shoes. The cobbler gave him new shoes. Then there was the old woman who had been without food for days. He prepared a meal for her, sat with her, and talked with her. But still, no Jesus. He also helped the little boy who had become lost from his parents. But the cobbler was so disappointed and lifted his voice asking the Lord why he hadn't come. In a moment of silence, the cobbler seemed to hear a voice telling him that he had indeed come. Three times I came to you. My shadow was the old man, the woman, and the lost boy. The cobbler had indeed encountered Jesus. And as Jesus said in Matthew 25, 40, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Do we, like the cobbler, expect to encounter Jesus only in certain ways, places, or people? Perhaps we don't even expect to encounter Jesus at all. But when Jesus provides an encounter, he expects a response. Just as Jesus told Simon to get into the boat and put out a short distance from shore, he tells us to get in the boat with him. When we are not in the boat with Jesus, we are tossed on the stormy seas of life. Simon's first step of obedience was providing the boat. Then he got in with Jesus. And then he put out a short distance from shore. Our first step is surrendering to the call Jesus puts on our lives. Simon was no longer torn between cleaning his nets and listening to Jesus. There he was, in the boat with Jesus, hearing his every word. His obedience led him to experience the authority of Jesus in his life. When has Jesus asked you to drop what you're doing, get in the boat with him, without letting you know exactly what he had in mind? And what was your response? If you and I are floundering around in worry, stress, or indecision, maybe we better look to Jesus. Respond to his call. Get in the boat and obey his instructions. Where he leads us, we should always follow. God wants us to experience the truth, and for the Christian, Bible study coupled with prayer is essential. But it isn't just having head knowledge of the truth that is required. When Jesus teaches you something about himself, he implements it into your life. The experience might be pleasant, and it might be unpleasant. But what you learn about Jesus through either of these will increase your trust and encourage your obedience. In our text today, the crowd heard the truth taught by Jesus, but Jesus wanted Simon to experience the reality of what he had taught. 
to experience the truth Simon had to against all he knew about fishing, go to deep water and put out the nets. Simon acknowledged Jesus as master, which means teacher, and despite his reluctance, obeyed. Through his faithful obedience, Simon learned that a command from Jesus could have him do anything. He learned the reality of Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. His obedience led to a dramatic new insight into the person of Christ. There are things you and I will learn about Jesus only through obedience. For obedience, after all, is the goal of the Christian. Christians, like the first disciples, are called to full-time service. Jesus didn't call Simon, James, and John to fish for men if they had time or if they could be good enough. The truth is, there are no part-time positions in the kingdom of God. The call to serve isn't dependent on convenience, and many times it will cause sacrifice, but it always requires obedience. Simon was in the process of cleaning his fishing nets, and it wasn't a very convenient time to stop and get in the boat with Jesus, but he did. You may be called to serve at a time not of your liking, but it may be just the time Jesus has something specific to show you. Jesus said, you will be. That is true for every Christian. When we become followers of Jesus, we are fishermen, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. Those God puts in our path will in some way be influenced by what they see us do or what they hear us say. We can't be Christians on Sunday and not the rest of the week. We are called to become more like Christ, always being made into his image. As we walk with him, not running ahead, we will definitely encounter him. Simon had the equipment of a fisherman, but Jesus offers us the equipment to fish. The word of God and the spirit of God working together, equip us for service. Just as Jesus told Simon, you will fish for people, all believers are called to fish for men and women by the living out of the word of God. Our net is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And like Simon who cleaned his net in preparation for the next fishing trip, we have to keep our net of the gospel ready for opportunity to share. Sometimes this may be just through service or in the way we respond to someone. But there will be times when we are called verbally to share the message of Christ. We tend our gospel net by being in the Word daily, being in prayer and intimate conversations with the Savior, coupled with a heart of obedience. As we experience Jesus in our lives, we are better able to share him with others, for we cannot share what we do not know. 
Even the strong nets did not hold the miraculous catch that Jesus gave that day. We are the ones called to throw out the net of the gospel, but he brings the catch to himself. The greatest catch in today's scripture was Simon. He had left the shore acknowledging Jesus as a great teacher. Now Simon fell before Jesus in full realization that he, a sinner, was in the presence of the divine. No longer was Jesus just teacher, but Lord. The amazement of those in the boats of the authority of Jesus confirmed what they had heard Jesus teach, and their lives were changed forever. Simon got into the boat with the teacher and got out with the Lord. The fear that swept over Simon can sweep over us too when we experience Jesus in a mighty way. But Jesus tells us, as he told Simon, do not be afraid. And he also tells us to fish for men, as Matthew 28, 40, 28, 19 says, go and make disciples. In order to do this, we must get out of the boat with Jesus as Lord of our lives. We do not make him Lord of our lives, for he is already Lord. Yet we as Christians must submit to his lordship. As Christians, we should live moment by moment in faithful submission to the lordship of Jesus Christ. With lordship, however, comes surrender. And with surrender comes obedience. And in a world where we like to be in control of our lives, demanding first this thing and then the other, Surrendering obedience are hard terms to embrace. For Jesus to be Lord of your life means that he is ruler, he's the boss, he's the master of your whole life, not part of it. You must give it all to him. That is what is meant when Simon, James, and John left everything and followed Jesus. Not many of us will be called to leave all our friends and livelihoods behind as missionaries do. But the essential thing we must give up is ourselves. In a self-focused world, the best thing we can do for ourselves is get in the boat with Jesus when he calls and be willing to get out of the boat with him and follow. Following Jesus isn't always convenient or easy. The plans we made for our lives will be interrupted. We may be rebuffed by friends and family, but the rewards of following are eternal. We must yield our lives to Jesus, take our hands off of the controls, and allow him to be in control. We have to quit trying to row the boat and get out with Jesus and follow. The crowd encountered Jesus and listened to his teaching. While we don't have the physical presence of Jesus, we have his word and the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. Jesus still speaks to us with truth, both the challenges and the promises. When you open God's word and begin reading, do you expect to encounter Jesus? You should, for God's word is personal to each of us. He calls us to get into the boat, 
to put out a distance from the noise and the tumult of the world. We can then quit multitasking and listen to the message of Jesus and grow in the saving knowledge of Christ. Is your gospel net ready for casting when you are encountered by Jesus with an opportunity this week? To use the Boy Scout motto, you must be prepared, for Jesus is preparing an encounter for those who seek him. He is waiting in the boat. When you encounter him this week, how will you respond? Will you get in the boat and join him for kingdom work, or turn aside with the casual, not now, it's, it's not a good time? Or that just isn't the area I'm comfortable with. An encounter is coming. Welcome it. Embrace it. And be prepared to be changed. And perhaps, just perhaps, your encounter has already begun. As we stand and sing our final hymn, I Surrender All, this is Jesus' call to us. Be aware of the words and sing them with commitment. If you are ready to surrender all, please stand.